So before we start this episode, I do want to say that we are talking about suicide. So if you are in a really bad place right now or you feel like you are in a crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's a free 24-hour line. Their number is 1-800-273-8255 or 1-800-273-TALK. Hey guys, you're listening to Butterfly Road, where we talk everything sport and mental health. I'm Jenny McGowan, joined by Carrie Ricaro, and it's time to get mentally naked. God, I got my camera back. Wait, you went out with a camera? Yeah, I'm bringing digital cameras back. Like when you Sorry. were in high school and like oh yeah, a lot it's the same ones. one. I went home a couple weeks ago for Notre Dame, and I was looking in my room and I found it. And, and you know. didn't bring it to Notre Dame? Yeah, it was after the mm-hmm. Notre Dame trip because I, was I loved cool. those. And then everyone would upload their album of like 200 photos oh, yeah. to Facebook the next day, and I would be sitting there. Everyone like, loves getting their picture taken, like. You can't Loved. deny that. I feel like yeah. the next morning on Facebook, I would, it was like, you were tagged in 68 photos. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to go untag all of yeah, these. Yeah, like, but you're God. still so excited to see them. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Oh, God. And if I was, like, tagged with someone popular, I felt so cool. Oh, like, yeah. Like an older, cool person. I'm like, wow, I'm in a photo with John Klein. Cool. Why didn't no one, like, tell us in high school that the things we cared about don't matter? Who was supposed to tell us? I don't know. Everyone. Like who, though? Because the people that could have told us were probably older high school parents. People, our they, parents. I'm sure they were like, it doesn't matter. For example. No. When I, I started, spent a lot of time worrying about shit that did not matter. I feel like I would like try to look a certain way and my dad would be like, you're wearing too much makeup. I was just like, oh, I'm going to yeah, wear it anyway. It's so interesting. I feel like there's people like you either loved high school or you hated it. There are a few like in the middle. I loved it. I did not like it that much. I've talked about this before. I really didn't. I think I was just like trying to figure out a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. at the same time. I'm sure a lot of people. That's how I feel. Yeah. And I will say I do have a regret. Like I wish I would have been more social with different social groups and like I wish I had more time to join clubs of things I was interested in yeah because there were so many things that were probably cool but you're so busy like I was so it's busy, so yeah. easy to look back think about all the camps like you'd miss like weeks oh, at a time yeah. I didn't really go like to school. ODP national yeah. camps like all that stuff you had tournaments you had to drive to soccer practice like two my soccer practice was like two hours away so I literally was sprinting out the door trying to like get on the interstate yeah I just sometimes look back and I'm like there's some really cool awesome people that went to my high school that like we didn't really get to cross paths too much but maybe I would have like brushed my hair a little bit better besides that I feel like also my skin was so bad in high school (laughs) it was so bad I would be late to school purposely because I'd be so embarrassed of it like I'd be sobbing in the car like no don't drop me off Oh, yeah. my God. Right? Isn't that sad? I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I would not. Like, I I get one pimple today, and I, like, have a heart attack. Uh, I'm with you. I'm 28, yeah. and I'm, like, still dealing with that. I'm like, oh, my God.
Okay, you have two guesses. Can yes. you give me a hint? Girl or boy? I think it's a girl. Okay, so if it's a girl, who would you think? This is gonna be really stupid. I guess we may have done her. Did we do Naomi Osaka yet? No, we haven't. Is it her? No. No. <laughs> okay. Serena Williams? No, it's actually a boy. You wanna guess? Nah, not, literally nothing's coming. I totally like jumped on your bandwagon of NBA. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin I Kevin Love. No, we just did an NBA player last yeah, time. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Nope, that he's. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? <laughs> Fuck. All right, Liz oh, Chambers. No. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's like been sued by 80 different girls for sexual harassment. So. Fuck. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. Oh my God. It's John Wall. Oh. John Wall. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just literally the only thing I know about him is his he has a song. Do it. I don't what is it? Like John? <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Yeah, shit. Okay. Yay. John Wall. You did okay. jump on my bandwagon. I did. But it's fine. It's fine. Because I just it's pretty relevant. He kind of just opened up about it within the last few oh, months. Oh, he did? Or, okay. Yeah, like in September. So I'm like, this is very like we're here. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Brief overview. Cause I don't, can't be bothered with all the stats cause he's too good. Brief overview. He is an NBA point guard for the LA Clippers currently. He is 32 years old from Raleigh. He went to Kentucky for one year before entering the NBA draft. And he was the first overall pick of the 2010 draft by the Washington wizards. He is a five time NBA all-star from 2014 to 2018. And wow. he was he was named to the All-NBA team in 2017. He's been injured a ton since 2019. Uh, he missed more than two years of basketball before he was traded to the Rockets in 2020. And then in 2022, this past July, he signed with the LA Clippers um, during like basically 2019 till I guess like a few of those years. He was dealing with a knee injury, tore his Achilles, COVID happened. He was grieving some family deaths, and so that's when he was in a really dark place. And so he recently did an interview. I was just watching a video on YouTube. He was doing an appearance, I think, for, like, the Salvation Army, and that was early September when he first was, like, casually doing an interview and just, like, dropped his mental illness struggles randomly. It was like, I was in the darkest place of my life, blah, blah, blah. And the In this I, interview? Yeah, and the guy For the first time? For the first time. And the guy was Damn. like, Wow. And then a couple of weeks later, he came out with a Players Tribune article. So there's not much okay. about it, but I really... No, but this is good because it's relevant. I got and the information. Yeah. I basically just read the um, Players Tribune article. Well, I actually... We posted something about him when it first came out. We, we probably... Re I we, reposted... As if I we, have anything to do <laughs> with social I media. I reposted something that he was talking about... Um, but then I, like, did more extensive research on the Players' Tribune article. And so I'm just going to, like, run through it a little bit. And then there's, like, some really good quotes at the end. Okay. So in September, I think it was, like, September 22nd, he came out with this article about his mental health struggles, specifically with his suicidal thoughts. So, like, it wasn't like he was saying, like, things were tough or I needed, like, a break. Like, it was really, really dark. 
I mean, he was pretty open. He was like, yeah, it's a taboo word. Like, no one talks about it. No one wants to say it. But he was... He was very open, which is good. So back in 2017, he was in D.C. He felt like he was the king of the city. And then a year later, he tore his Achilles and felt like he lost the only sanctuary he's ever known, which was basketball. He got such bad infections from his surgeries that he almost needed his foot amputated. So he was, like, dealing with a bunch of, like, which is disgusting. Um, And then a year later, he lost his mom to breast cancer. And his dad passed away when he was nine and his brother was in jail. So he felt like his mom was his whole world. Like his mom was his best friend. The whole Players Tribune article was about his mom and his relationship with his mom Mm -hmm. and how like he had all the money in the world. But his mom like still shopped at TJ Maxx and like was volunteering here and there and like was the life of the party, any event they went to and it was really hard for him to like sit there and watch her do chemo and like he got a call that she passed away but they brought her back to life and so she was on a ventilator so he was able to get to her in Charlotte bye. to say bye and he was there when she passed away and i think it just like was really really tough for him oh my god yeah so in the middle of all of that happening He was hearing about trade rumors and he was really devastated because he was with the Wizards for 10 years and he felt like all the sacrifice that he made for the city and the team, like it was just kind of like... And he's still out at this point, like he still has an injury and he's not playing? I think he was coming back, like rehabbing. Okay. All of that mixed in a pot, I Mm -hmm. think that's pretty much when he like was debating whether or not he wanted to like continue on with his life and got pretty dark. He mentioned that no one would have ever known... And that he hit it and he was partying and he said he would like have friends over and have people around and he would just forget and everything was good. And then they would leave. His head would hit the pillow and he was like, there there was no forgetting. There was no mask, Um, which I think a lot of people could probably relate to where it's like you distract yourself the whole day. You kind of just we talk about this too, like distracting yourself, like doing whatever, doing activities, finding things to fulfill you. And then when you are alone at night and you're in your room but your you know your head hits the pillow and you're going to bed and that's when all the thoughts creep in which i think is yeah. like the most dangerous tough thing which... i think it is like a pattern we've seen in all of these spotlights is a no one would have ever known it's a common denominator across all these and then b they'll throw themselves into something whether it be partying or mm-hmm. some other destructive thing drugs to yep. try to forget about it and mm-hmm. try to like make it go away and Ultimately, we know it doesn't. So, right. Yeah, that's sad. And it's just so crazy to think during all of these times, like how much these people are just struggling for so long, so badly. Like, it's not like I'm sad. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I am at my rock bottom depressed and I am hiding this from the world. Like, it makes me think, and these are just like the famous athletes that we hear about. It really makes me think about how many people day to day are just kind of like putting on a mask, yeah. living this way. And then when they get home at night, they shut the door and. Do we think oh. it's because, like, you only really talk about it or seek help when you hit that rock bottom? Because when it's not at the rock bottom yet, you almost feel like either you're overreacting or... Or you don't need the help, maybe? You don't. Yeah, you don't need the help. Like, you can maybe push through it or it's fine. And then that, like, turning point is the rock bottom where you're kind of like, holy shit, I can't get myself out of this. I need help. But it is it is kind of amazing how you're on the spectrum of like, it's kind of bad. It's a gray area, but that's kind of the best time to get help 
and it's before you no let one, it get yeah, to that. Yeah, but no, no one, one does. No one does. I think you know what it is. Oh. I think you still feel like you have it under control. You don't think it's that yeah. bad. It doesn't seem as severe. You're still functioning. You're not showing like yeah. super crazy like mental illness symptoms yet where you're just like, you know what? I'm sad. Something happened, but I can deal with this. Specifically for athletes, like I'm super strong. I'm a warrior. I'm resilient. Yeah. I'm the, the tough one. I've been through so much. Like I, I have the tools and skills to deal with it until time goes by and you realize you, you don't. Yeah. And, and it's not worth the help. consequences to them at that point of like speaking out about it and the consequences consequences am I saying that right consequences consequences the consequences of the stigma Mm -hmm. attached to it like that's that's a huge reason why and now having to be known as the person with depression or you know suicidal ideation etc so and the stigma behind it too like people thinking you're weak or you can't Mm -hmm. like there's all these reasons why it's so interesting because now I'm, this whole conversation is making me think back to like when I didn't want to get therapy back in 2018. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. I don't need it. And then one of my friends goes, if you do not go to therapy this week, I am, I'm calling, like threatening me. And I was like, okay, it was Monty Flores. Really? She was literally threatening me. And then I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then I was like, a couple of days went by and I was like, oh my God, wait, I can't handle this. But that was like, yeah, you don't oh, know what you don't a, know. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks after it got like pretty bad. But for for a while, I was kind of the same way. Where I was like, "No, I got this. I'm good. I'm strong." And then I was like, "Wait, yeah, why? Why, do, why am I trying to do this alone again?" Like, also, it's like, yeah, it's there's so many like reasons why people won't do it. What like a big one? The money. Like, yeah. you can't just like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go to therapy, schedule an appointment in the next thirty so minutes. Expensive. Like, you need to make sure if you can't come up with the money does your insurance cover it like do you like who are you gonna see like you gotta get matched with someone oh yeah no it's really and you know what sucks about that too by the time you reach out to get help you are in dire need of help and that's Mm -hmm. when they're like oh you gotta match with someone and take your intake survey and blah 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 it's like no no no. i'm coming now because i need help now and you're telling me now i can't get help now i feel like you're kind of on your own with trying to figure out how to even get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have we done an episode on like going through all the different avenues of help you can get? No. Like absolutely. maybe that would be good. Doing our research and going through, okay, there's like this bucket, which is hotlines. There's this bucket, which is just someone to talk to. This bucket, which is like a licensed therapist. This is like yeah. psychiatry, like the different levels of help and stuff. Maybe that would help. And like yeah, what the costs really are, cool. like- Maybe we can make like a little deck too or something that like literally is like go to this link, call this number, put it on our non-existent website. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. No, that's a really good idea Uh, because people don't know. I was thankful enough to have someone behind the scenes that already knew that I would be needing help, already called the therapist at the place. Had she? Already. My mom. Already. Oh, yeah, that is. She I already found that. someone. So the, by the time I said I need to see someone, she goes, "I'll just call her. I already talked to her," and so I got lucky. Yeah, but nice. I've been I've been in school where I did the intake my freshman year. They're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll let you know in two weeks." I'm like, "I'm sitting here crying. I can't function. What do you mean two weeks?" Yeah, well, maybe that is a good point though. Like when you're in that gray area, and that's the best time to reach out for help. Like that's when you should be talking to your circle. And they're able to help you more than you can help yourself in those moments. Like your mom, for example. Right. 
And just so it's not so like, oh my God, I need help now. Because you, when you are first seeking help, unless you call the hotline, I feel like mm-hmm. they can't help you right away. Yeah. Which no, you were, I'm just like saying what yeah. I said five minutes ago, but you get what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Back, back to Mr. Wall here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, oh, we're talking about how when he was alone at night, that's when he was like, oh gosh, no forgetting. Yeah. So basically what kept him going was his sons. Uh, he wanted to be around for things like their first day of school or vacation mm-hmm. or like he mentioned something about how he wants them. Who the hell is that? It's Fred. My third, my third roommate's dog. Hi. Hi. Wow. Okay, go on. Um, he said How many about- sons? I don't know. I think two, but I didn't really like okay. do extensive. That's okay. Well, sons, so that means more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, he said something about how he like doesn't want them to just see highlights of him doing well. Like they want him. They he wants them to be able to see him play in person and stuff like that. So that was what kept him going. But he said even his sons, it wasn't enough for him to get help. So he was still kind of like hiding it and bottling it. And he, this is a quote, he said, that's how depression lies to you. The devil on your shoulder is whispering to you, well, maybe they'd be better off without you here. But then, oh yeah, it's really messed up. Uh, Then one night he had a dream and his mom came into his dream Mm -hmm. and said, you have to keep going for your children. There's more for you to do on this earth. Did Did that really happen? Do you think I just made that up? No, but like that's crazy. Do you believe yeah. in that stuff? I absolutely believe yeah. in that stuff. I mean, sometimes I have dreams where I'm like, what the oh, hell yeah. is that? I but, don't believe in all my dreams. Cause then... Yeah, but that's a powerful dream. Yeah, and wow. I will mention he's like super into his faith and like felt like that was a sign from God and things like that. Yeah. So then eventually after that dream, he reached out to someone in his circle and said, quote, yo, I need some fucking help. And he said, like, those six words saved his life. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, six words. Anyways, so then he started talking to a therapist and things turned around. And he said, quote, the day is going to come where you can't do it on your own and you got to be strong enough on that day to ask for help. You got to be true to yourself and find out what's best for you. I did that. He hopes, obviously, that sharing his story and being open... On, on that interview on oh, YouTube yeah. and the Players Tribune, he wants to encourage others that are struggling with depression to be strong enough to ask for help. I mean, that's like literally it. That's all I've got. Yeah. But I do have some quotes that I really no, but like I think it's good powerful. that yeah. this example is kind of shorter because for him, and I'm not saying this is what it's like for everyone, but for him, that's all it took was telling someone he needed help, and then he got a therapist, and now he's doing better. Right, so like, much that's better. What, Mm-hmm. So, like, his story, what could have been a very long and a much sadder story was short and it has a happy ending because he got help. Yeah. He I will say gets... I think it took him years of struggle. Oh, yeah. But, like, no, yeah. I completely In silence. In silence. Right, right, yeah, right. that's but true. Yeah, I guess no, we don't know the first time of when he really yeah. started struggle. But, like, he probably looks back and is like, why didn't I do this earlier? We all say that. Like, I've can think back and tell mm-hmm. myself why didn't well, I get a fair I just talked about it too like yeah there's so many reasons why we don't do it earlier and yeah him being in the NBA in the spotlight and trying to deal with it on his own for yeah. whatever but it really is to. 
equivalent sometimes to getting a life-saving like medicine or cure or something like that's quite literally what it is in my mind i mean it saved his life obviously he he did not want to be here he yeah he did not want to be here which um is sad yeah okay let me read these couple of quotes so and we talked about this with DeMar DeRozan, but uh, he mentioned that people are like, bro, how the hell can you have all that money and be depressed? You're John Wall. And he said, listen, I know exactly who I am. I'm a dog. I've been knocked <laughs> down and get, and got up off the canvas a hundred times from a skinny little kid growing up in Section 8 in Raleigh to the number one pick, all the ups and downs and the shit I've seen. I know exactly who I am and what I represent and how many people need to hear this. So I'm not afraid to tell you that I've been in a place that was so dark that suicide felt like the only option. If I can tuck my pride and admit that I'm not good, then can't nobody tell you nothing. I still talk to my therapist to this day, and I'm still unpacking a lot of the crazy shit that I've been through. I'm never going to stop doing it because I really don't know when the darkness could come back. Right now, though, I'm feeling better than I felt in years. I felt I feel like I'm breathing fresh air again. I feel a sense of peace. I get to wake up in the morning and do what I love to do, play basketball for a living, be a good father to my sons, and carry on the legacy and the light of Francis Ann Pulley, which is his mother. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, which it's like he did get a happy ending, but I really like that he's like, I'm still working at this, which I think yeah. is like a really important thing to recognize. Like, just because you you went through something tough and then you fix it through therapy and you feel like you're good, like, I don't think it's linear, and that's coming no. from personal experience. It's not. Oh, no. <laughs> The amount of times that you said this, yeah. I know. Literally never. But I also think he's saying too, like, even though he's working through this stuff, like he's still the same person. He's still mm-hmm. the same player. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't change like mm-hmm. the shit that he's been through, the stuff that he represents. Absolutely. And not. I think that's I feel powerful. like it just makes you more respectable, more human. Yeah. Like more, he was you like, look more I mature. Don't, yeah. He did not care that he's a multimillionaire, like this big stud. He doesn't that doesn't make yeah. him just like he said something about how it's like money and that like it doesn't give you peace. It doesn't it doesn't really no, matter. We know this. We, we do know, know this. this. It it's, does not give you any peace. No. Maybe a little, it, but like not a lot. I mean a little bit, but like it doesn't buy you happiness. It, it buys yeah. you like for me, like nice skincare and like cool experiences, <laughs> but like that doesn't mean I'm like always fulfilled. Like that comes from no. within and like the work we put in to our mental health. Mm. Yeah. Which is just so crazy to think about. Like, you could think of money as, like, having a ton of friends. Like, just because you have a ton of friends, like, John Wall, just because he's going and he's partying and stuff, doesn't mean, like, he's fine off outside of all of that. Like, it's money is kind of the same as friends, same as, like, other materialistic things. Like, no matter what you put into a certain bucket, if you're not good on the inside, then nothing externally is going to be able to help you mm-hmm. like no matter how much money you have i know it's just sometimes we really do forget that yeah but i mean that's like literally it it's <laughs> no i like that though i know it is like a cute whole well, i want to call it cute it's like sad but it is it's hopeful i, I don't think. think i've heard even though we may have posted it <laughs> i think i we you i posted, posted it. it you probably didn't look and we kept it pushing that's probably how it yeah happened. probably but i don't think i knew that and it makes me wonder how many other big names out there are going through the same thing who in a couple months or a year from now are gonna 
be in an interview and then it's just going to come out because it's all bubbling up to the top. Yeah. Like I'm I, sure it's so it's, many more than we even know. It's people like this that make you feel brave to do it. Like oh, it yeah. empowers me to sit here and like, I'm talking about my therapy without even blinking an eye, just because we're talking about his situation. Yeah. It's very comparable. Whereas like maybe a while ago, I wouldn't have been so open. I'm back in therapy, everyone, by the way. Like, it's just, it, I feel like when people speak out about it, it makes you feel, which is why we do this podcast, but it makes you feel empowered or like I just, nothing's wrong. At this wrong. point, like, like what, yeah, why? it's not even a big deal. Like, it's a big deal, but we've been talking about it for so long, like where it's, I feel like it's normal. Like, I'll just like drop it in a conversation and then I'll think back, you know how sometimes you'll think back to your conversations with people because whatever mm-hmm. you just do, but I'll be like, Oh, some, like, I forget some people don't, it's not as normal for them as it is for me. And mm-hmm. so when they hear that, do you think they like, think oh. like, what's wrong with you? They probably think I'm a little like not so <laughs> <laughs> because I am, but not in like the mental yeah, health say, way because, because you go the, to therapy or cause you're actually, no, cause problem. I, no, not because of therapy. I don't know that they probably find it weird, but at the end of the day, like, I don't think it's weird. And it's literally equivalent to like, what's another example, like going on a walk. I was like, going to yeah, say, I, I went to the grocery store. Yeah. I went on yeah. a walk. I went to the grocery store. Like, these are all things that you're doing for your own health, right? Grocery store, getting good food, walk, getting some exercise, getting some sunlight therapy. You're just working through your mentals. Like, why is it any different? It should it's be. It's not. It's not. But it's like stories like that and us and just anyone really that's doing the work to just make it feel a little bit more normal. I think it just takes time. Yeah. Side note, I going off of this a little bit, I had an appearance over the weekend. I met with our nation's doctor, the U.S. surgeon. Let me make sure. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, what? Yeah. Are I you li- serious? Dead serious. Why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> our nation's doctor? One sec, I'll hit you with the actual... Is it Dr. Fauci? (laughs) The U.S. Surgeon General. He is the official Instagram account of Dr. Murthy, our U.S. Surgeon General. He's literally our nation's doctor. Do you you need me to... (laughs) I can read you like a quick blurb about him. I mean, it was so cool. Um, Office of the Surgeon General. The U.S. Surgeon General is the nation's doctor, providing Americans with the best scientific information available on how to improve their health and reduce the risk of illness and injury. The Surgeon General oversees the U.S. Public Health Service Commission's corps, 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 hmm. corps. you know, corps, an elite corps. group of over six. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yep. Halloween is just on my mind. Corps, yeah. an elite group of over 6,000 uniformed officers who are public health professionals, uh, the mission is to protect, promote, and advance the health of our nation. Anyways, so I talked to him about mental health. He talked to me and a teammate about mental health. You know, talked about the podcast. Wait, can sorry, can we back up for a sec? Was this like was it a panel? Was it yeah? Film? It was, was it a, filmed. It was filmed. I don't okay. have the film at the moment. But, but I'm just, sure Angel City is going to come out with it. Yeah, no? I think it was through them. Through oh, the, the, the nation's is... doctor company. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Okay. Oh, wow. And so the, the topic of this conversation was, was mental, mental health. health. We okay. About mental health and sports. Why we're that. so passionate about it. Talked about like the CBA and the six months mental health leave and just like adversity 
throughout the career. Yeah. It was great. And someone asked him in the audience, like, what is he doing to help mental health? Yeah, I would love to know that too. (laughs) And I think he's just uh, putting policies in place to help in the workplace. Yeah. He says there's like, I can't remember off the top of my head, there's like a couple things that they really harp on to make sure like room for growth, work-life balance, like the way you get treated by your boss. I th- There was just a couple of things. Yeah. So don't quote me on that. But it was just a really interesting conversation. But then he asked us what we think should be done, like in terms of like fans or the public. I'm like, if I had the answer to the question of like how to fix mental oh. health stigma, <laughs> I'd be rich, obviously. Yeah. And so I was just And not like, in therapy. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so I was just like, uh, education, time. Yeah. I just said, I remembering that people are human beings too. Yeah. Like, like we're not just our job. We're like, whether that's. Yeah. Why is he asking you? Thing. His job is literally to be the one. I know. I should be like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you think, doc? Wait. So you told the nation's doctor about Butterfly Road? Yeah. Did you mention the name Butterfly Road? Period. If you didn't, that is terrible PR. <laughs> I'm I'm like half joking. I don't know. But if at I least said you mentioned it at all. I did mention it. I did. And I I'll have to look back at the recording. I'm I don't know if I said it or not. But yeah, it was a really cool experience and I just thought of that. boring you i don't know why i'm so tired i told you it's bedtime i don't know you know what it is why i'm so tired just started training Mm. with a ball for the first time and i like can't walk and i'm just tired it's like off season hits different you just get i would not know yeah well i would know college but that's not the same did you train in the off season though in in college what are you talking about we had spring training oh no i'm talking about like winter break Oh, fuck no. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely I didn't not. do anything. Oh, my God. Were you, no. were, oh, it was your freshman spring when we ran the mile repeat. Do you remember this? The mile test. We yep. got back and ran a mile test. I may have blacked it and out. Then, the and then a couple a couple weeks later, <laughs> I'm Loftus. It was like one of our 11 p.m. trainings. And we finished with like a couple of like maybe seven 120s. And it was like, make them all. And like, those weren't as bad though because they were shorter. I remember those. I didn't make them I all. Made, I'm pretty sure I made. I didn't make them all. I. I we know. had like a break halfway through. I remember, and I was like, I still didn't make them all. Sabrina's over there, like, woo! I'm like, that's <laughs> nice. Good for you. Oh God, Loftus, Loftus, just like no words. Those I know. who know when we when we were back at Notre Dame, I was kind of just like, oh my God. You know that Lou Holtz quote where it's like. For those of you who don't, for the, yeah, yes. What is yeah. it? Hold on. Like no explanations necessary, but for those who don't know, no explanation will suffice. Are you saying that about law? Yeah. Those who know Notre Dame, no explanations necessary. <laughs> those who don't know explanation. It's the same thing. Okay. Those Loftus. who, okay. Those like, who know Loftus. Anyone who played practice in Loftus, they know exactly what we're talking about. And those that don't will never get it. There's no explanation that can suffice. I have tears in my eyes. The depression that seeps from the corners of that fucking complex. The amount of times I've thrown up in Loftus <laughs> is like 25. Oh, no. Like, at least. 
at least 25 times. I've definitely cried a couple times in there, too. You? Do you hear that? Uh-uh. Did you hear that? Oh, my computer just started playing Taylor Swift's new album. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that was so random. Um, so, cried and laughed us? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because we had our six, we had our uh, summer workouts in there. Yeah. Wait, we never went to summer school together, did we? No. No. I only went once and. Yeah, we didn't. Dang, you missed out. I was a treat in the summers. Summer school was the epitome of work hard, play hard. Sure. Absolutely. I ran on yep. four and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> I ate Subway and Doritos every single day. I was at the hockey house till 2.30 in the morning every <laughs> weekend. And I was the fittest player on the team. Crushed the beep test and got the highest. Yeah. Oh and my I God, was yeah. like, I literally don't know. And I, yeah. I did well in my classes, I think. And it's a love-hate relationship kind of. But like at the end of it, you're like, damn, like that wasn't too bad. But I will say, Junie and I saw each other at Notre Dame. It was a really nice time. Oh yeah, it was so nice. It was so great to see you. I was I was having like a little bit of anxiousness specifically on Saturday because I really, really I really really wanted to make sure I made time for you all and saw you. And I just felt like the tailgating day was going on and on and I hadn't yet I could seen tell, you. I could tell that you were kind of like stressed, but you had a lot of parties there that you had to What at what tend point to. did you think I was stressed? I think Honestly, at Brothers, when I first saw you, like I could tell you were trying to like make sure you were dividing up your time between yes, like, everyone. Yes, it stresses me out. Yeah, it's okay. You did a perfectly fine job. That day went by so fast, so fast. But, like, and I didn't even get that. I had like, nine. I didn't beers drink that or like ten beers. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I had somewhere near that, but it's so spaced out. And That's what I was about to say. It was so spaced out that I was literally like fine. And we had so much food there. Those, so your mom's corn dogs, yo. Oh, though she needs to make those every time. She was like freaking out about the corn dogs too, specifically. They were she, because so she never... good. When <laughs> Doyle's mom was like, "There's corn dogs in a, a little bit," I literally was like, "I am not leaving this tailgate so good. at all until I get a corn dog." They were feeding like random people in the parking lot. Like, I saw random up. people starting yeah. to come over, but that's when you know it's a good tailgate, which I will tell you, yeah. I was a little bit guilty of myself. Like, didn't know anyone at tailgates would walk up and be like, oh, grab a Bud Light and some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and I was like, see ya. They had no idea who I was. I was like helping myself to whatever, but that's just a Notre Dame tailgate for you, right? Yeah.